Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. I'm right now walking on the Baal Shem Tov path, which I told you about in other, story, in other stories. It's a beautiful path that goes through woods and field. I'm on the way to our office. And it's a great place to think about the Baal Shem Tov and other tzaddikim and other Jewish stories. So I'd like to share with you a story about my very own cousin. And my cousin, may he rest in peace, Oliver Shalom, was named Richard Stone. Now Richard Stone became a little bit famous because he was a senator in the United States Senate from the state of Florida. And that was probably around the 70s or 80s. And he became a little bit famous because he took the door off his office as if to say, I'm not hiding anything. I'm not trying to do anything sneaky. Everything's open to the public. Everybody can see exactly what I'm doing. Uh, because at that time there was a lot of complaints of not such nice things going on in, the, in politics, in Florida politics. And so this was how he showed that he was going to be completely honest. In any case, the story is not about his being a senator so much. It's really about his being a father. The story goes like this. One time, Richard was in Manhattan. He was walking on the one of the streets of Manhattan, and his daughter, who was about 10 years old, was walking... Uh, a little, a little ways behind him. I'm not sure if other family members were there or not. And all of a sudden, his daughter comes running up, and uh, she's crying. She comes, runs up, and runs and catches up with her father, and I think maybe the other parts of the family, other people in the family, and she's crying. So my cousin Richard says, "What's the matter? Why are you crying?" She said, "Because." I was just asked by a young man, um, Jewish young man, Hasidic young man, if I was Jewish. And I was so surprised by the question, and I was kind of, I guess I was nervous. So I said no. And now I'm very upset because I, I really didn't want to say no. I, I'm very proud that I'm Jewish, and, and I would never say say no to somebody if I was thinking about it, but since I was kind of surprised, so whatever that word just came out. And I feel very upset to have told somebody that I'm not Jewish. So my cousin Richard said, well, let's go back and correct the situation. Let's go back and tell them that you are Jewish. Okay. So that's what they did. They went back now, you have to understand that at that time, my cousin was not very observant. Um, he was proud of being Jewish, but as far as regular daily Torah mitzvahs, uh, he was not so connected at that time. So, they come back, and sure enough, it's a whole big mitzvah tank, which you probably know what that is, but it's either an RV or a truck or some other vehicle that is transformed into a traveling, a little traveling Chabad house. 
And sure enough, there was the Bachar, there was the young man. And Richard goes over to him and uh, with his daughter. And he says, um, my daughter would like to tell you something. I think her name was Nancy. My daughter Nancy would like to tell you something. So the man, so the young Bachar said, yes. Nancy said, well, you asked me if I was Jewish, and I said no. But it was only because I was so surprised with the situation and the question, and I just sort of nervously said no. But of course, I am Jewish, and I'm very proud that I'm Jewish. So the Bachar said, that's very nice, wonderful. And how about you, he said to my cousin Richard, are you also Jewish? And of course, my cousin Richard said, yes. And the Bachar said, well, would you like to put on tefillin? And my cousin maybe would have said no on another occasion. But since he was trying to demonstrate Jewish pride, he said, yes, I'll put on tefillin. It was not something that he usually did, but he knew what it was. He said, yes, I'll put on tefillin. And so the Bachar put on tefillin with him. He said, Shema. And uh, that was pretty much what happened. However, that actually started a new stage in my cousin's life because he started putting on tefillin more often. And little by little, he got to the point where he's putting on tefillin every single day. And he was keeping Shabbos. And he was keeping kosher. And in fact, he was even learning Taita after a while with somebody every day, learning Torah with some, some rabbi. And so, as the years went by, he became really, truly quite observant. So what does this story teach us? It's actually something we've talked about before, but it's very important to be very, very strong and very, very well-versed in this idea that every single Jew has a neshama. This neshama is chelak elakam imam mamish, which means it's a portion of a sham above, truly. That means that even though the Jewish person, the Jewish soul, is down here in a body, a physical body, which may not be so holy, but the soul remains completely holy. And every single Jew has this soul. And therefore, every single Jew is capable of doing what my cousin did, which is, yes, I'll put on tefillin, uh, or yes, I'll keep kosher, or yes, I'll keep Shabbos, and so forth and so on. And therefore, whenever we see another person, another Jewish person, and they're not keeping tight in mitzvahs, we must never say, oh, that's a bad person, or that's not a real Jew, or that person's like a goy, or goy, or goyish. No, we have to put on our neshama glasses. We have to put on our glasses which help us see the soul of the person, which means we have to think about it. We have to think about this person has a Jewish soul, and their Jewish soul could be as holy as mine, or holier, or as holy as... Moshe Rabbeinu, at least in the essence of the soul, in the essence of the soul, all souls are actually equal. On the revealed level, souls are, of course, different. The very essence of every soul 
is really one with Hashem. And therefore, we need to really make sure to have our eyes open for these Jewish people who really need our help. Because for some reason that we don't really know, for some reason they were born into a situation where they didn't learn about Torah mitzvahs, or they fell into such a situation, or they wandered into such a situation. But really, we need to try to help every single Jewish person discover and connect with Taita Mitzvahs, with Hashem. And this is actually one thing that will bring Mashiach very quickly, because when a person who's not connected with Taita Mitzvahs in a revealed way, is not keeping Taita Mitzvahs in a revealed way, then discovers it, it makes a huge light. We might not see it with our eyes, but it reveals a huge spiritual light. And this definitely brings us so much closer to Mashiach. The truth is, even if a person is observant completely, but still, sometimes we can have an argument. Sometimes we can say, this person's not my friend. Oh, but if we think about the fact that this person has a Jewish neshama, and any imperfection in that person is only with the body and the animal soul. But in essence, every Jewish person has that soul which connects them with Hashem and connects them with every other Jew. And in this way, we will build the base of Mikdash soon through Hashem and through Mashiach. And in this way, we can quicken that time through learning tight and doing mitzvahs, especially studying about the base of Mikdash. May it be rebuilt immediately, if not sooner. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more.